Hey, Matt. Well, hello, Mark. <laughs> How are you? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Good. You look relaxed. Are you drinking Porto? <laughs> Porto wine? <laughs> <laughs> Usually, yes, but I try not to. Po- I try not to podcast uh, drunk these days. Do do not drink uh, yeah. and podcast. Podcast responsibly. Exactly. Yes. Consult yeah. your doctor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> consult your physician. Podcasting may not be right for everyone. Uh, we don't want another flag on this episode. No, oh, Jesus, no, not after the last one. <laughs> um, no, I was uh, I was actually at a uh, indie uh, indie beers meetup uh, earlier. Oh yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, um, friend of the pod, Tiago from uh, Wanna Be Entrepreneur was there. My man. Um, who else was there? Uh, Charlie Ward was there. I know him. He runs. Um, well, I'm aware of him. I don't know. Well, I know of him. Uh, he runs the Ramen Club. He's run that for years, and he runs like Indie Biz London. He runs a bunch of like co-working and meetups in London, and it looks like he's expanding to Lisbon. Um, okay. He's a super cool guy, and yeah, met a bunch of people involved in crypto. Uh, there was a crypto event going on over the weekend. Um, ETH Lisbon. Um, so there was a couple people in from that. And yeah, just a lot of nomads, a lot of, um, yeah, just people living remotely, uh, working remotely and living in Lisbon, doing a lot of surfing and drinking. <laughs> That's insane, man. Like everyone's there. <laughs> it's a, it's a Mecca. It's crazy. Like it's, it's kind of interesting because in, in our, you know, in our group of indie makers in the world, there's a shitload of them here. It's crazy. You can't throw a rock without like hitting a, I don't know, an indie expat who's got a sass going. It's, it's wild. Um, and there's like one area of town where they all where we all congregate. So like you, you go down this like one road and it's like, oh yeah, there's like a really famous cafe and there's a bunch of people in there who like, yeah, who hang out there all, all day. And yeah, it's wild. You guys stick out. Like it's, it's obvious. Yeah, exactly. You these just are, have to. These are not locals. Yeah, you, you, you like prick your ears off. People say things like, Oh yeah, like segment or oh Mongo, and you're just like yeah, okay, sure, found you. Uh, that's awesome. I'm jealous. You should I mean, come. We have we you know we have meetups here in Montreal, but uh, it's just not that many well known indie hackers here. Yeah, well, it, it yeah yeah I suppose it's interesting. Well known, I think, is the interesting one there because we have tons of indie hackers in Montreal, but yeah, just like when I think about people I followed for a long time. Not many are in Montreal. Yeah, no, but but they're all like, they're all in. Yeah, there's plenty of indie hackers, but they all build in private, and mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know. It's just it's just very weird. Yeah, there's no in, there's no indie hackers celebrities. Yeah, you know, of course, celebrities in air quotes, right? Like, you know, we're talking about people with ten thousand Twitter followers, or mm-hmm. <laughs> right? like that kind of celebrity. Yeah, we need a peer levels of Montreal. Yeah. When you come back, that could be your goal. Oh, God. Just no pressure. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, um, been, uh, so the freelancing work is done. Uh, had that contract, did a couple of hours of work. Uh, it was a little bit distracting. I, uh, looking back on it, I do, I do regret taking that contract. Um, I took it partly out of, not, not that I was like doing my guy a favor, but like, you know, I do. I still do still feel ownership over that project, and it was such a constrained amount of time. 
that I felt okay saying yes to it when I really shouldn't have. I just should have said no. Um, but I will say it is nice to have a little bit of income um, that I can use to have a little bit more fun. We're going on vacation on Friday for two weeks. We've again. Two weeks. Yeah, again. <laughs> <laughs> it was one, one, one long weekend. Um, so we're going on vacation for two weeks and that'll be like our big one for the, for the summer. Um, and it'll be nice to have a little bit more cash to deploy. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's coming to an end, which is great. So I made my money and I've gotten out. Um, and I'm back to hacking on some, or, you know, I'm continuing to hack on my own projects. So, uh, the latest one, I'm really interested. I've been having a lot of conversations with developers in general who are using ChatGPT, and I've been hearing a couple of things, um, kind of consistently. One of them is Ch- uh, ChatGPT has replaced Google and yep. I'm doing a lot of copying and pasting from ChatGPT. So um, I was thinking about playing around with a Chrome extension uh, for ChatGPT. So the first one I've been, I decided to attack because I thought it would be the fastest is ChatGPT has replaced Google. So the thing that really annoys me is I go to ChatGPT and I start typing or it's like, oh, you've been logged out. You need to log oh. in again. It's, oh, seriously. It's so annoying. And they don't even say what you typed. Exactly. Like, yeah. So what I built was, do you ever use Momentum? Do you know what Momentum is? Nope. It, it was really popular a long time ago, but it was, uh, it was a Chrome extension you would install that would take over the new tab. Like whenever you like command T and it opens up a new tab, it'll be like, hi, or like, good morning, Mark. It's nine o'clock. What do you, what goal are you looking to accomplish for today? It kind of sets your intention, but it pops up whenever you open a new tab. So I wrote a Chrome extension that is like just a prompt. It's just a prompt window. So you can plug in your, uh, your ChatGPT credentials and it take, like my goal right now is it's not taking focus when you open the tab, but the idea, cause the, when you, uh, whenever you, uh, open a tab, your focus is in the URL bar. But I'd love it to take focus and just be like, you automatically start typing into a ChatGPT prompt of like, how, what is the weight of the moon? Or I don't know, like, what is the circumference <laughs> of, of the course. moon? Of course, yeah. And then you just know, like, important things. <laughs> the hard hitting <laughs> <laughs> topics that we need answers to immediately. Um, but just like making it like feather light to get into, Ch- into GPT and then yep. having it track your prompts. You know, like an improve a bunch of improvements on top of the uh, ChatGPT interface. So, like, never dropped a prompt. Those are all in local storage. They're all there, available, ready for you, so you never lose them. Um, just making, yeah, making getting access to ChatGPT super, super simple. Having it be the default, because yeah, right okay. now, like, I find like chat. Even if I set chat dot chat dot openai.com to my default homepage. It's still slow. It loads up, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, yep. I'd like it to just be real simple in and out. <clears throat> so, um, I like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. So I just want to build something super simple and, uh, and just put it out there. I mean, you know, like, why not? I, I think it's a tool I use all the time. So why not? I, I don't know how to charge for it or even if I should. I mean, an easy way is to, um, there's a couple of, interfaces out there where you just like paste in your OpenAI uh, keys and it'll just call the API for you. Um, that, that'd be fine. 
um, just to just to get it off the ground to see if people use it. That'd be great. Um, but I'm also very interested in trying to figure out how to cut out cut out the copy and paste of things. Like when okay. you say ChatGPT generate me code to do this. Like how can we copy and paste that less? Does that need to be inside of a terminal? Does it need to be inside of an IDE? What what does that look like? Do you need to give me some code? Like if you were generating some HTML, is there a way I can say, oh, I know that that's some React code. Let me pop up a little, like, let me have a little scaffolding project that just like, it drops that into and renders it for you. Or maybe like, so there's some, there's so much like WebAssembly code out there now. Like I know um, those code, uh, let not leak well leak code is a form of that too i know there's like job interview code in the browser things like those are all wasm engines that are actually running okay. the language themselves it'd be kind of neat to be able to like take some of the code that you wrote inside of gpt and just like transpose it into right into like a wasm terminal or something and just like run the code if possible or i don't know figure out how to make how to have the just to try to cut down on the copying and pasting i'm just kind of spitballing but it seems like there's some saved cycles we can do there. Yeah. Anyway, it's been fun to build. I, uh, I, ChatGPT wrote the initial version of the uh, extension for me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, with a little bit of help from boring old Google, um, I figured out how to inject like a Next.js app uh, right into the, uh, into the Chrome extension. So now it, you know, I'm building a Chrome extension in a React-like environment, which is cool. So I'm just dropping in Tailwind components and stuff like that, and it's yeah, okay, very neat. But it's all it, there's no server. It's all running inside the Chrome extension. Uh, for right now, it's all running inside of the Chrome extension. Uh, eventually, it will accept your API keys, I guess, because it'll need to it'll right. need to contact a chat with GPT. But that's the only network that it's going to do like the, the next js app is just the chrome extension code right uh yeah yeah if i understand you okay. yes properly yes yeah so that's been kind of fun been able to rip some code there and have a good time and yeah i, I i'm interested to see if that's something that people are interested in just the faster prompt or fast fast time to prompt um yeah, yeah i like it i mean i definitely i, I could see using it because yeah i keep I have one browser open with with the the chat constantly on, mm -hmm. but but yeah, like it just it just constantly yeah logs me out or like I go click new chat and I start typing and then submit and like get that fucking error uh, and yeah. reload. Uh, there goes the prompt; it's gone. I gotta retype it. Yeah, and like what I was I was told you can't have it open in multiple tabs. Okay. So, so I have I haven't been using it like that, but that's another problem too. When you're, I want to have like three different conversations in parallel with it. Yeah, right. It's like I was like masking it for the outline of a blog post, and then I want to be taking each section and like just generate that section. Totally. Yeah, I I actually started playing with the API just in the last two weeks. Okay. I had never actually you know gotten an, an API key to play with it. Mm -hmm. Uh. I did, and oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I made a I made a a voice chat on my phone that uses it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So now, like, I had this notification that's on, and if I tap the notification, I give it. I I just speak the prompt, and it just answers the the answer. 
it's it's also unfortunately it only does like a one answer, one question one answer. Oh, okay. Right. So now I I want to try like creating the loop where it it calls back. You know, it does more back and forth like like the online chat mm-hmm. version. So I can have a whole conversation with it while I'm walking the dog. Right. But uh, yeah, I've been using it. It's a, yeah, I love it. I'm just walking the dog, and I have a question. Like I just, I just think of something, and I just ask it. And God damn. yeah, this this is the future. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I basically like I'm trying to attack this as how can I make my as a developer how can I make myself way faster? And it seems yeah. like the first thing is mo- I spend a lot of time on Google. So why don't I spend way more time using ChatGPT or whatever, GPT-4 and just 3.5 and just like throw commands at it and see how to, how to be faster. Um, this is one of them. I think there's some interesting questions to ask around databases, around queries. Yeah, there's all sorts of things that I've, I have questions about that I'd like to play with. But yeah, it was nice to pop up a little. It's just, it's so nice to build shit. Oh man, it's so yeah. good. I love building stuff. Yeah, I mean, you should, yeah, you should definitely ship it. Yeah, because right? yeah. it's it, especially since it doesn't require any costs for you. Like, yeah. you don't have to host a server somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's so low cost for me to do this stuff. Like, why not? Yeah. So, uh, spend some time hacking on that. Um, I'm hoping to finish that up in the next couple of days. Um, I mean, it, I don't know how polished to make it. I stole. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, geez, how am I going to design this? It was like, how about you don't design it, and maybe there's a Tailwind UI component you can steal. So I was yeah. looking through, like, is there anything here I could adapt? And I found a there's a feed component that looks like it might work pretty well, actually. So I pasted that in. And was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna roll with that. So I, <laughs> I'm just gonna like add things to the to the feed. Yeah. No animation, no nothing. Just like, oh yeah, I'll put it in a centered. Uh, like fixed width scroll uh, scroll view or something like that and just like keep uh, adding things to the bottom and have things scroll up kind of like the chat GPT interface works today but no like no streaming like of typing no because I'm if I use the API then I just get it's whatever I get back from the API and what the way I use the API now I I, I've never streamed via the API because there is a because yeah, you can use it as in a streaming like mode. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but I mean, it's probably not worth it. Like, three point five is so fast that mm. it's like yeah. So so what if you wait for the whole response before you display it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to. That's a depending on how easy it is to deal with the stream. It would be interesting to see what the experience is like because three point five is pretty damn fast. So yeah. 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 I mean I don't I don't notice a huge delay when I when I talk with it on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I I do the same thing. I wait to get the whole response from the API and then I start doing text to speech. Right. It's not a huge delay. It's like it's barely noticeable. Mm-hmm. I also gave it a prompt to tell it <laughs> I told it you're you're an AI chatbot. I'm on my phone so be brief. <laughs> and then I give it the prompt. <laughs> nice. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go repeat what I just said. Right. It, yeah, it's pretty concise. It's, see, it's the first time where I actually got it to be concise. 
Like I've, <laughs> I've tried before. To, you tell it, be concise. Don't repeat the question. Yeah. Don't give me a description. They just give me the answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you use the trick of just, you know, tell it to generate JSON for you. Yeah. But uh, but no, but this worked so well. I just tell it, I'm on my phone. Be brief. <laughs> Isn't it funny that it understands yeah, that? It, yeah, sometimes it answers yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, and sometimes I'm there, oh, I wish you would have gave me a bit more info. But, but like, whoa. Like you answered my question. So terse. It was a yes or no question. Did I make you mad? <laughs> Did it put a period at the end? Like, yes, period. I don't know. Like, oh, fuck. I fucked up now. Damn, I'm sleeping on the couch. Yeah, seriously. Frank's in the doghouse. <laughs> The only downside is that because I'm using 3.5, it's not like a it's not a full replacement for um, uh, Chat Plus for ChatGPT Plus. Uh, Right. But I mean, it's it 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 doesn't matter. At least for this, it's it's fine. I mean, yeah, like I I pay twenty bucks for for Plus, Mm -hmm. but I almost never use ChatGPT GPT four because I find it so slow. Oh wow! Okay. And you're so limited, like you can only do 25 mm-hmm. messages per three-hour window. It's like, so uh, I don't want to use them, and it's slow. Mm-hmm. So I end up using 3.5 all the time. Okay. So I'm, I'm like on the verge of canceling it and just, yeah, do, using your Chrome extension and you plugging in my API key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when I was first spinning it up, I was thinking like, okay, the low-hanging fruit here is drop your API key in. But then I was like, oh, because like, I'm not going to lie. When I build this, I'm thinking, how can I build this so that Mark will use it? Because you're a power <laughs> user, right? Like if I can build something such that you're using it, that's a that's a great that's a great show or a great uh, uh, show of support. Not show of support. Like, uh, confirmation. Yes, there, that's, that's the word. It's, it's a great confirmation. And part of what I'm thinking is like, it's got to be fast, um, having all those prompts there. And part of me is thinking like, oh, it would be interesting to like, you know, you see a chronological tab of the prompts that you have, that you've had. It might also be useful to do, be able to do a search. Like, oh, I was yeah Googling something about boiling water. Like, can I find that? And then to be able to do either an exact search or a semantic search across all of the things that you've done before because i've been playing around with vectorization of things and yeah so okay um yeah so i've got some ideas for like ways to build just a a, a more useful interface or a more practical one yeah. i'll say it's going to be ugly as shit i'm sure but you know that's fine nah you got tailwind ui <laughs> thanks be beautiful Latin. yeah exactly <laughs> no uh yeah like i agree there's just so yeah once you I mean, the minimum is just being able to do control T and then start typing exactly. and hit enter. Like that's the minimum. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. And then, yeah, then the requests are just going to start pouring in. Like I want to have presets of different prompts that I could just, you know, click or I even have short, uh, keyboard shortcuts. Mm. <laughs> I want to be able to do like, yeah, control alt R and it's a... Uh, it's the uh, the Tailwind UI generator. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Like that that is because like again, putting my the developer hat on of like I I'm a imagining myself. I am a Java developer, so the auto prompt is 
I'm a Java developer, I'm using this version of Spring Boot, I'm using this database, and I'm using this. So it's like, given this, how do I set a different time zone? I, I don't know. How do I... Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like you... But that's it. If I can... If I can provide those prompts myself mm-hmm. and like have all these different presets because uh, you know I, I might have a project where it's bootstrap so then I want the prompt to say it's a Rails 6 project with bootstrap 5 and yeah and then when I ask it you know like for yeah for a model that that, that says this boom like it, mm-hmm. I don't have to repeat it's bootstrap and I don't have to repeat it's Rails yeah yeah, so I could totally see some useful things there. Or even like, <laughs> even a split screen is useful to be like, you start typing something in and it's like, are you looking for a chat GPT response? Or are you looking for a Google response? And it's just like, it's it split screen them to be like, here are the results and here's, and GPT is giving you some stuff too. And like, whatever you click on just like slowly takes up the rest of the screen <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can think of a lot of different ways where, um, yeah, like how do you build a tool that really helps developers do their work? And yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. And I think just the minimum of being able to do Control T and start typing is is enough to get it installed. I totally agree. I totally agree <laughs> that you. It's funny how um, how lightweight it should be, but yet it is not. Yeah. It's like if we want it, if if we talk about it being a replacement for Google, and it's like if that's really true, we should just be able to control T and start typing. Exactly. So yeah, let's make that dream come true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen people create Chrome extensions so that any text area that you click on, like it's available. Mm. And like I like that idea, but I've I just don't know. Like, which one should I install? Or do I trust them with my key? Mm. Like, you know, those are all the the, the typical problems with, with this. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, either way, that's it's a fun little project. And I'm, I think I can, <clears throat> I can get something going very quickly and just give it a rip. Cool. Um, other than that, uh, I am currently going out on a limb. Uh, I'm trying to find a life coach. So I don't know if life coach is the right term that I'm looking for, but I'm looking for somebody to help me. So to help me with motivation, I guess. Like one of the things that I tend to do, one of my failure modes is uh, I don't, I'm not very good at recognizing wins. So like I do something and it's really hard, but in my mind, I have this idea that like the hard thing I did is just like the it's the expectation. The expectation is you can go and have this hard conversation. So it's like, you don't have to celebrate it as a win, even though it was a really hard conversation and it's absolutely celebrating as a win, worth celebrating as a win. And I'm trying to figure out a, if it's a systems thing, if it's a psychological thing, I I don't know, but I'm trying to figure out how to uh, not lose steam and uh, fall into the muck because that, yeah, I mean, it's a failure mode for me. So I, yeah, I don't know if that's called a life coach or if it's called something else, but I'm on the hunt. I'm I'm looking around for people to help me with this problem or help, at least help me further identify what this problem is so that I can figure out how to solve it. I have one for you. Okay. <laughs> Does it start with G and end with <laughs> VT? Yep. <laughs> 
I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've used it a lot for, for this kind of stuff. Like, can, like yeah, can you give me an example? Um, well, I mean, I, I think I've, I've already talked about my, the idea of like having a think tank with like three different mentors. Yeah. I mean, that is right? still amazing. <laughs> like, like I use that one regularly. Um, and I, I've done like actual life coach ones. Like oh, I've, really? I found, yeah, I found a few prompts out there and I've modified them and, and, uh, yeah, like, it's, oh, you know what? I feel, I feel stuck with this, you know? And, uh, yeah, for some reason, it, it just works. Like, it, like even though I know it's not a real person, mm. <laughs> like I mean, it's like it's like people that say like journaling helps, mm. right? I mean, when you're journaling, you're just talking to yourself, but you, but just writing it down like somehow makes you kind of like you know just saying it out loud it sort of like helps. Like, yeah. oh wait, the answer is obvious, right? So. Even though, but here you're getting like two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. So you're like typing your problem, and then you're getting an answer, and and you can you can pl- you can have fun with it. <laughs> what, what did I do the other day? I <laughs> this is embarrassing. Okay, <laughs> I won't laugh. <laughs> so I said that okay, you are Joe Rogan, and I'm your friend, and you're inviting me over on your podcast. You know, like <laughs> and. And yeah, we just started having a chat, like you know. So, what's up, Mark? And wow, <laughs> and I was just talking, and, and I was just talking about uh, about member row, and I was like, oh, I'm having a hard time write uh, write the copy for it, right? And he's he's like, Whoa, well, tell me about the business. Oh, maybe I can help. <laughs> and of course, the copy he wrote was ridiculous. It was outrageous, like Joe Rogan, like like listen to me. Like, <laughs> But um, yeah, it was it was like I was like laughing out loud on the couch while I was doing this. And my wife's like, "Who are you talking to?" Ah, Joe Rogan. Yeah, AI Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. So yeah, so you know, so if you tell it to be a life coach, you could you could tell it like what what it specializes in, like and you know, it specializes in the problems that you're experiencing right now. Okay. Or if you know a, a famous person that would make a good coach for this, mm-hmm. like just use that. Okay. All right. I'm legit going to give this a try tomorrow. I've got some, I've got some de- not downtime, but I've got, I've gotten a dead like I'm right now. I'm dedicating some time to solve this problem or to make steps on it. So I think I will do this <laughs> and see where I yeah. get. Yeah. This is interesting. I, I know it, it sounds so silly. Like it's like it's not real, but. Just like journaling works, like this is just a different kind of journaling yeah. where it it challenges you. Like you'll come up with things you didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wait, you're right, I didn't think of that. Well, yeah, I, like I'm fairly certain that the answer to this is not that I need a coach, but that there is a system that a coach can introduce me to that will get me that I can begin doing that will get me to where I want to go. So whether it comes from a person or it comes from an AI or whatever, like. I, I'm here for the I'm here for the outcome, <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's something you can you can do by uh, listen to me now. I'm a bit of a prompt engineer <laughs> expert, <laughs> but um, like you could you could tell it to to like to seed its own prompt. So so let's say you, you know you're a life coach, right? And um, so like think of like what are the best ways of 
of, uh, I can't think of a good example, but like for, for copywriting, right? You could say, okay, you're a famous copywriter. You're going to help me write the copy for this site. Um, so I want you to think of common mar- marketing or common copywriting frameworks. Mm-hmm. So tell, list some common marketing uh, copywriting frameworks and then write the copy for using those frameworks. Use, yeah, wait, no, using those frameworks, make the copy for this product and then you describe the product. Right. And because it, you know, because how it works, right? Like it, it uses the words that are in the context window to come up with the next words. Mm. The fact that it, it regurgitated the common copywriting frameworks, uh, like, uh, I don't know them by heart, but you know, like problem agitate, like they, they have all these common frameworks that they use, but the fact that it just regurgitated them before writing the copy, it's now fresh in its mind. It's in oh. the chain of thought. And now, it will actually use it in the copy. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So you can do the same thing with a life coach. You know, like, like, you know, what what are common techniques that a life coach would use to help someone who's procrastinating? And now, like, have a conversation with me. Uh, you know about uh, about this problem I'm having, and then you tell it I'm procrastinating. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, it it has all this wealth of knowledge that's that's part of the response and it helps with its answer. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's attending to this information that it gave you prior and it's using that as a, yeah, it, yeah. that becomes a like part a, of its attention. Like a common example is like you, you ask it a question like which country is bigger, Canada or Russia? And most of the time it gets it wrong. It says Canada, but in like land size, like Russia yeah, is actually bigger. way bigger. Yeah. yeah. Well, way bigger, but if bigger. you tell it, if you tell it, you know, like, give me some stats about Canada and Russia, and then tell me which country's bigger, it, you know, it will give you some stats. And part of that stat will be the land mass. And then, you know, 100% of the time, it gets the answer right. Mm. It says Russia is bigger because it has a bigger land mask. Isn't it's just by, okay. you know, it had all the information, but you just had to prompt it to like, to give some of the information and then answer the question. Interesting. So when I, uh, very fast sidebar, but when I was doing reading about transformers and trying to understand how LLMs worked, I was think looking at it and thinking, I'm pretty sure that you can convince GPT of facts that are not true. I think if you give it enough information about something and like, not necessarily like come at it with conviction. But like, if you can give it enough information that's like reasonable, then it'll latch on to something else and be like, "Oh yeah, totally. The thing you said is true, and this other thing is related to it." So like, oh yeah, for sure. I tried to like just. I spent a while trying to like feed it garbage about a French knight, like a famous French knight that around these things were like semi plausible, and it's just like, oh, can I get you to hallucinate something by just giving you enough wrong information? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to do it, but I wonder, like, but given what you've said, like, that's very interesting. Although maybe it weights more heavily what it has said in the past, not what you've said in the past. I'm not sure. But yeah, the way it attends to what's been said is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think if you give it a context, it will prioritize that context. Oh, yeah. So if you gave it false information about someone, I think, yeah, I'm surprised. I thought it would regurgitate it. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't give it enough. 
Yeah, so that was... Uh, so, okay, that, that's very interesting. I'll play around with that. Yeah, because I'm really just interested in the outcome here. Like, whether or, whether or not it's a person is... Uh, I don't know that it, if it's an issue or not, or if it'll if it really matters or not. I guess time will tell. Right. Like, like an example, um, what I would do, because I'm already writing down everything I do during the day. Yeah. Um, I would co- copy paste that and ask it, like highlight the wins that I had this week mm. and then have it just like, you know, and, and maybe tied to your values. Like give me the wins this week that, that demonstrate my creativity. Right. Right. Let's say if that, and I'm, I'm sure it will find like, I've used it a few times for, um, for my mastermind. Like, it's like, oh shit, the mastermind. I copy paste everything I did in the last two weeks and I ask it for a summary. Like, what did I do in the last two weeks? <laughs> and yeah, it does a great job at like finding all the different things I did. Oh, okay, all right, now, now I can take that and I can write a summary of what I've been doing. Hilarious. That's so great. Like, yeah, I, yeah, because it's, uh, one of the things I'm realizing is that uh, at the beginning of the year, I really was doubling down on setting goals and working backwards from those goals. And that was working so well. And now that things are a little less concrete, like it's a little easier when it's like gym, when it's fitness related, I'm like, great, I've got all this certainty and I know that I can just go to the gym and work this hard. And now like things are so much less certain and more vacuous. I find it really hard to set like interesting is not the right word, but like to 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 set compelling goals or to set things that I can work backwards from. So yeah, that's yeah. Okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Yeah, I've used it for goal setting too. Like, oh my god, it's it's just yeah. It's basically it's it's journaling on steroids. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. All right, I'll give this a crack tomorrow. This is this has been very useful. Um. Okay, so uh, the what I will end on is something that popped up that is very interesting. So uh, I saw this on Hacker News um, maybe a couple weeks ago, and it the it, it's a it's a paper published back in 2014, I think. But the title is something like a longitudinal study of the process of acquiring absolute pitch. So. Um, do you know what perfect pitch is? Yeah. Okay. So if you're listening and you don't know, perfect pitch is, um, there's a very strict definition of it, but it is effectively being able to hear a sound or tone and say, that is a D or that is an F sharp. Now, you you wouldn't necessarily know if it's an F sharp uh, if you don't know what music is. Like, you were not born knowing right. what an F sharp is, but you can you can learn to attach a note to a name of a note to a sound that you hear and the reverse is also true so you can say give me an f sharp and you can you can say like f sharp or whatever it is you can sing it um that wasn't it that wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) so what's interesting about perfect pitch is that it's very rare uh not many people have it but it turns out that children can learn perfect pitch there's a critical period during your development. Um, I've heard about this with language. Like if you don't learn a language after you turn four or five, you never truly acquire a language. Right. But apparently between uh, four and six, you as a child, you can learn perfect pitch. Okay. And you carry it on into adulthood. 
but adults can't learn perfect pitch. They can learn something called relative pitch, which is like yeah. I, I can hear one, I can hear a, a note, and then like I can tell you something. I can hear another note and tell you something about that note relative to the one that I heard, but I can't just hear it and know. Um, so there's this very famous YouTuber called uh, Rick Beato. He's awesome. He his YouTube channel is fantastic, but he discovered that he discovered that his son has perfect pitch but he's so he's a museum a museum he's a musician or an ex-musician and he used to work for record labels so he's like very technically skilled in music and i think there was just enough music around that his kid just picked up on perfect pitch so the demo videos of this are like freaky so he'll play this really complicated chord on the piano and his son will be like yeah that was like an f sharp a be a DNA and a and a G flat, and then he'll be like, sing it, and he'll go like F sharp B D B C, like all the way down, and then he pl- and it's it's freaky cool, like it's very interesting. Wow. So um, it turns out that there is a um, uh, there is a procedure, I guess, or a technique for teaching kids perfect pitch. It, and it, it's not in, you don't use uh, you don't use note names you use colors so you hear a tone and you match it to a color and there's like a whole process for learning to, for hearing a tone and matching it to a color and I was like oh that's very interesting I wonder if you could build like an iPad app for kids and teach th- and give them perfect pitch right something to just play with and they learn it without knowing they're learning exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah, I like it. It's very interesting. So I, <clears throat> I have a friend who's a game designer, and uh, I, I've been, I haven't gotten a chance to chat with him about this yet. But I'm, I'm just thinking, like, could you, like, kids love the iPad. It's like, could we, le- yep. could you, could you attach some like blippy to this, or like, I mean, it's you know, four to six is maybe is a little old for that, but certainly Paw Patrol. Like, if can we stick Paw Patrol? <laughs> Or some other kind of IP for kids around this to have it be a fun game that they end up uh, learning perfect pitch and then market it to parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think parents will definitely pay for this, mm. right? Like, you're telling me, like, the, the tablet time can actually be productive. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, okay, you can have the tablet, but you need to play this game. It doesn't even have to be <laughs> a good game. Exactly. <laughs> the parents will force them that's the only game you can play right now i mean there's enough like randomly generated crap on youtube uh that kids are glued to like can we start having them listen to tones and and uh yeah yeah. or you know or even something super simple like uh what's that gem one everyone plays there like there's gems and you swipe them and then i don't know i I've, I've seen people. I think I know what you're talking about. I, I don't know the name yeah. of it though. Right. Like just some kind of like puzzle game that yeah. you're playing and it's fast, mm-hmm. but, but everything is color coded. And when you accomplish something in that color, it plays the tone. Yeah. Like, so whenever you're accomplishing a purple task, it plays F sharp. Exactly. Yeah. Temple run. If you've ever played that one, like there's like a, no. it's like a person running and, you have to like dodge things and collect gems and coins and you're 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 running forward but you move in two dimensions left or right and you can jump or duck or whatever okay but yeah doing something like that and i being able to identify tones right exactly yeah, yeah no I, I like this idea yeah 
I mean, it's tough because, like, I mean, it'd be great if I were a game designer and I'm like, we can do this. But <laughs> but I, I saw this and was like, that is fascinating that you can you can learn this. This is something that kids can can actually learn. Yeah. But there must like, yeah, like I, I, I could not make a, a game with like a game engine. But I don't know, like you must be able to make a simple like a simple game that you could make in a browser like, oh well i used to make games like i like right like i don't know like just flip turning tiles or something sure. or like a memory game yeah but you're just no but it's all color coded mm-hmm. and whenever they get a match like for the memory game mm-hmm. it plays the tone right and you have research behind it that says like that you know they will actually start to associate those tones with those colors and then they'll be able to recall them yeah and eventually, yeah, like if it, let's say it was a memory game, you could eventually have like where they they have they can only use the tones. It's not actually totally. visual anymore. Totally. <laughs> As the game progresses, now it's like no, it's just tones. You need to be able to recognize the tones. Yeah. So you turn a tile. Oh, wait, where was the other purple one? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I yeah exactly. It, it's this is so interesting. It's so interesting. So yeah, but so apparently there's a, I, I, I was reading the abstract and apparently it, it, it was a longitudinal study for, uh, for teaching kids how to do this using this given method of matching color to tone. So I was reading about this, uh, I've already forgotten the name of the, the strategy, but it's this color to tone thing and it's crazy. Like it works, uh, it, like th- this longitudinal study followed like 24 people, I think. And 22 out of the 24 kids got it. They got they acquired perfect pitch, and the only two that didn't dropped out of the study. Okay. So like, wow. it probably would have worked for them too if they had stayed in. Damn, and it doesn't work on adults. No, we can't learn it. Come on, I know isn't that bullshit? <laughs> it's bullshit. I want to learn. <laughs> I'm way smarter than some fucking kid. I remember my my brother had bought a program on cassette that was to teach you perfect pitch. Oh, really? Yeah, and he he got pretty good at it. I tried it, and yeah, I could recognize F sharp. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> like, I, can, I can recognize F sharp. Then maybe something relative to that, but uh, yeah, I gave up on it quickly. Mm. Yeah, so if you can attach Paw Patrol or Blippy or a Coco Melon or something to that shit and put it on an iPad, you might be a might be a billionaire. Is this like an idea you you would pursue? Uh, well, I was looking at it and I was thinking like, I don't know how to de-risk this. Because building a game is not easy. You have to go through playtesting and like figure out how to make it fun for kids. And, like I, I've built games in the past, but I've never designed, like I'm not a designer. I was implementing okay. a design that someone gave me. Or, you know, like, you know, I was so new at the time. I was like 21. Like... <laughs> I wasn't building anything that fun. I was, you know, I was being given ideas. So working with somebody who knew how to make games or games for kids or anything for kids in general probably would be a, a useful... I mean, it would be a partner you probably would need to have. Okay. Unless you could iterate really, really fast. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't pursue the licensing angle at all. Cause, yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. yeah. It would take forever and... Yeah. Yeah, and would take lawyers. No, yeah, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more of. I think that's more of a long-term play. You show that it works, and then I, I don't know if you can get some kind of co-branding or something. 
wasn't it you that was telling me that board games can't be patented? That was me. Like, yeah. Right. Yep. So like, couldn't you copy a simple game like that? Yep. But but uh, but yeah, but it introduces th- this notion of tones to colors. Oh, that's an interesting know, idea. Like, right. Like I'm thinking like just something 2D, very simple, like shoots and ladders, or mm-hmm. you know something. Because I, th- I mean, I think if it's just remotely entertaining, like if it's the only game they're allowed to play, yeah. <laughs> they'll put up with it. Okay, I'll play it. Uh, but the parent is going to force them to play it, right? Because damn it, you're you know you're, you're almost six. You need to <laughs> you need to play this now. <laughs> you want tablet time? Sure, you can play that game. Cut it. It'd be so funny if they like. <laughs> I don't know what the cutoff looks like. Like, I it can't be a hard cutoff of just like you wake up no, one no, day and you no longer not. can. But how funny would it right. be if you could only do like A B C D and <laughs> you could do any other notes? Because you turned six. Exactly. <laughs> you you'd like you started the <laughs> wake up on your sixth birthday and you only got halfway there and you're, you're fucked now. Oh well, <laughs> play you know those make a melody with those notes exactly. Constraint is the uh, <laughs> is the birth of creativity. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that, that was something I'd share. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, uh, interesting tidbit. A little bit of psychology yeah. first, like, and this is not exactly a new study. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that I haven't heard more about this or that I haven't seen something like this before. Yeah. I, have you looked? Look in the app store to see if there is a game like this. You know what? I didn't. I, right, I will. Eh? Yeah. Uh, let me. Uh, I wonder. That's that's. I find that's the biggest problem us indie hackers have. Is we come up with ideas and then yeah, yeah, I could build this. So cool. Nah. And you never actually looked for it. <laughs> perfect pitch. Which is, oh, this is all music. I don't know. But anyway, I typed in perfect pitch and it was like the cup song. I said, what is the cup song? But I think it's from a movie. I mean, these do not look very kid focused. There's ear trainers, learn to sing, tuner and metronome guitar lessons yeah interesting yeah i mean i'm, I'm seeing some, i did find one that it's it's it says learn perfect pitch is it called tone tone learn perfect yeah, pitch exactly it was app of the day in 2018 yeah no i mean <laughs> i yeah i i wonder well anyway very interesting i think there's some uh yeah something uh, like i still i still prefer your spin of the fact that there's a narrow window when you can learn this. Mm-hmm. Market it to parents. I think I think parents will pay for that. Yeah. I'm sure that's a cohort you can create on Facebook. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> yep. I wanna target parents that also are into music. Because I bet I bet you even musician parents don't know this. Oh yeah, yeah. So you yeah, target musicians that have children. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden, damn, shut up and take my money. Yeah. That for some reason, a seventh grade class, like I've heard statistics that are like one in 10,000 have perfect pitch. It's like all of a sudden your seventh grade band class, you have 25 kids that all have perfect pitch all in the same room. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just thought I'd share that one, but that's, that's all I have. Cool. Cool. So are you, are you working on this Chrome extension next week? Or? Yeah, that's my plan. Uh, Chrome extension until it's shipped. And when it is, I will tweet an email about it and share it out to the world. So Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. If you need a better tester to 
just send me the zip file and I'll sideload it and test it. <laughs> you got it. Are you using uh, Chrome or Firefox these days or something else? Chrome. Chrome. Okay. I was slightly nervous that you were using like Opera or something, being like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, I know he uses DuckDuckGo. Like, is he is he also using something else? Yeah, I use links. Link. Links. Oh, wow. <laughs> Haven't heard that in a long time. Links. It's the only browser that came with my Linux laptop. They can't track you if, if, exactly. if they don't even know what a cookie is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you know how many websites say you need JavaScript to use this website? I'm going with most. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Chat, Chat, Chat GPT how to have my SaaS support links. <laughs> I'm going to need a fucking CGI bin folder and it's going to be a whole thing. But uh, on my phone, I actually use Firefox. Okay. Yeah, because, uh, because it supports... or. Uh, you block origin, uh-huh. the yeah the the Chrome ex- the the extension. Okay. As and I by default deactivate JavaScript. Right. So like, so web you know whenever I'm on Hacker News because that's where I do most of my browsing is on my phone. Yeah. So if I'm on Hacker News, I'm clicking on links. It's like it opens the websites super fast because there's no JavaScript to to load or render right. or execute. It, it's super lightning fast. Of course, often. The site doesn't load at all. <laughs> but then you just, you know, just activate it for that site if it's worth it. <laughs> Otherwise, I just, nope, bounce off, forget it. Didn't want to read your goddamn site anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and I'm getting really, really crafty with my uh, custom rules and uBlock Origin. Like now, any Substack site that I go on, even if it's a subdomain of Substack or a custom domain, mm-hmm. It has JavaScript disabled and it removes the banner that says JavaScript needs to be enabled. It removes like the share banner at the bottom, the header banner for installing the app. It's it's such a pleasant reading experience. <laughs> you're a own the web. You're a menace, and I love it. <laughs> I refuse to conform to your your uh, pushy marketing UI decisions. I will disable JavaScript if I goddamn feel like it. Thank you very much. Yep. It's my browser. <laughs> I hate JavaScript. Fuck you. <laughs> After they got rid of ActiveX, I just said no to the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back my Java applets. Exactly. <laughs> Security concerns be damned. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to take off. Cool. Cool. All right. Good to talk to you. Yeah. See ya. All right. Take it easy.